Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. It's time to stand up for what we know is just. It's time to stand up for what we must, for what we trust. Thank you, Jennifer Lewis. How, week by week. How is she able to create something that ridiculous every single week? Like, what is We've she... We've got to stand up. Stand up. <laughs> Ask yourself, what do I believe? I cannot. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. What's Holy up? child, the Geppetto. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. I kind of feel like Janet Jackson with these microphones on. I know. We got a whole new system. We got to shout out Joy and Justin. Shout out to the Love Jays Merlinals podcast. Check them out. They They're came g- through in the final clutch, mm-hmm. in the final hour. I yes, like check out their show. We had them on as guests back in February. We did. We did. So, yeah, and check out that episode, too. Mm-hmm. I think it's called Manual Labor. Yes. It, it, I actually just listened mm. to that, though, so, because manual labor meant something. Oh, yes. Use your imagination, kids. Well, today we have a very special guest on. Jakar was born in Chicago, Illinois, and raised in Atlanta, Georgia. He's been in L.A. for about five years, and he studied music and acting and started modeling when he was just 18. Shortly after his move to L.A., he got into wardrobe styling, fashion, and public relations. Ooh. Other random facts that he'd ask, he asked me to rattle off is that <laughs> he's 29... <laughs> He's a Taurus. Not random facts. And very single. And he doesn't oh. like long walks on the beach, ladies no. and gentlemen, and everyone else. Please <laughs> welcome to the show, Jakar. Welcome. What up, what up? Hi, Jakar. Hey. Uh, so I think I'm so that happy you to also, have you. Yeah. I think that you probably, besides, you know, Kevin and my sister, have the most Kiss and Tell live shows attended to. Oh, really? Like, I feel like you are like... Jakar's been there since day one? <laughs> since day oh, yes. one. I think the only one he missed was Father's Day. Because yeah, that was kind of, you know... With, was that KAT 100? With, with uh-huh. Fam, yeah. Dads oh, that important. was a good one. Uh, I know. That was a good one. It's recorded. One. It's on SoundCloud. <laughs> and iTunes. So, uh, Jace, really quickly, how was your weekend? What'd you do? My weekend was interesting. It was long. So, I actually uh, spoke on a panel at Renewed Church. Thank you guys for inviting me. Um, Pastor Kurt... He's actually a gay pastor, so it's a very affirming How was church. that? It was good. I think the conversation was good. I kind of went in there a little bit more comfortable than I should have because I have a little issues with the church. I shared before that I am a, mm. a PK. And so oh, I Lord. definitely delivered, but I 
being there in a church environment just kind of just rattled my nerves. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just felt like I was going to throw up the entire time. But I did okay. not. And but it was, nothing was fine. Like, nothing that, that they were doing made me feel uncomfortable. There was one woman that said, like, preface her question with, like, you know, I love the LGBT community. My nephew's gay and my, my other cousin, my friend. And so, but my question is, but her question was not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but the overall experience So was why really was it good. the worst day of the year? I saw your tweet. It, well, first of all, Were I had, you just I've being had a dramatic? No, I wasn't. Because Did they try I just, to drown you in holy water or something? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. They didn't, like, it was nothing to do with them. It all had to do with me. Because okay. I was just like really having about to have an anxiety attack. And even when I left, like I was just driving around LA aimlessly to the point where I had to pull over and like call my friend in New Gas York. Gas is too high in Los Angeles <laughs> for Prius. you to be aimlessly <laughs> driving in. around. Oh yeah, that is true. Mm-hmm. You you run off Gas battery power. Nothing. I just hit thirty bucks on a gas tank light for the first time last week. Y'all better oh, get wow. into these electric cars, Look. honey. Mm. Put some tent on there, save the environment, some solar power. Come on, beloved. What y'all do? Jakar, I'll let you go first. Uh, well, Saturday I worked all day because it was Fashion Week, so I was uh, LA Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. Still, How, how's that? Well, you know, Fashion Week is never just a week. Right. It's like Fashion Month. Yeah. I just found that out recently because with New York Fashion Week, I'm like, this is still going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot, and with LA, they have like a million different Fashion Weeks. Like, it's not streamlined under one particular entity. Like the Mercedes-Benz so, they do in New York. Right. So that's a bit more organized there. But here they have like at least, I don't know, like 10 different fashion weeks that happen, you know, around the same time. But I worked a fashion show all day Saturday. Very, very exhausting. And then Sunday I went to a day party called Everyday People. Oh, you went? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. It was a it was a good time. Isn't the last one of the summer, too, for L.A.? Might have been. Might have been the last one, period. Oh, I Are mean, it's, we're we're already uh, no. I'm, I mean, until next season. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. <laughs> we're mid October and it's strictly a summer party. Right. Um. Okay. I didn't do too much of anything. I was supposed to go to a few different brunches. I just went. Weren't out you hungover? At one point. Um. But I went out to eat with Pierre and TT, and we had a great time. Shout out to Charles at Tart, our oh. waiter. He's 22 from Chicago. Delightful. Oh. Ab- an absolute joy. So if you guys swing by Tart. Tell him, tell Charles that Char sent you. Charles right. at Tart. Charles. I say Charles. Charles. I let my New Jersey come out. Um, <laughs> and before we move into the bulletin board, I realized that we didn't even, yeah, we played Jennifer Lewis, but we didn't remind everyone to go to vote.gov to make sure that they're registered to vote mm-hmm. and have your asses in the, at the mm-hmm. polls on November 6th. Get your ass This is a serious matter. Vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now let's hop into the damn bulletin board. You know, what I noticed this week is there was so much relationship news. I just want to talk about. You know I have to start off with Ariana and Pete. Uh, (laughs) So they have broken up. They started dating back in May, shortly after they both split from their previous flames. Grande was uh, previously dating, we know, Mac Miller. Mm -hmm. And Davidson Davidson announced his split from his girlfriend of a year. She's an actress named Cassie David in mid-May. So during their five-month-long relationship, Ariana and Pete got a whopping 12 tattoos in honor of each other. Whoa. What? Sources Total? T- yes. So 24? Not I, six and well, six? I don't know if it was individual or six and six, <laughs> but uh, sources told The <laughs> Sun that Grande dumped Davidson, who's 24, you know, the SNL star, mm-hmm. because she felt he wasn't there for her enough 
after Miller passed, leading to arguments that ultimately ended their relationship. Now, before we weigh in on this, I just want to clear up some things that I saw on the Twitter. You know, I'm a stifler for uh, credible sites. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a stifler for you for you uh, listing your resources. I, I'm a stifler for that, and that ju- just might be the journalist in me. But I noticed that there was a tweet circulating saying, according to TMZ, Ariana broke up with Pete Davidson, or it surfaced from one of Mac Miller's family members that Pete was sending Mac intimate photos of he and Ariana as a means to like scare him off, like y'all's relationship is over, it's just us. Now the problem that I saw in that is that this tweet was circulating and a lot of people picked up on it and a lot of people attacked Pete Davidson, but there was never any receipts provided. And can you guess why there were no receipts provided? Because it didn't happen. Because it doesn't exist. (laughs) That is such a pet peeve of mine. And it's so easy, I feel like, in today's culture especially, well this has been going on for years. Because there was even a site on Facebook that people used to share named TMZ Today which is not the same as TMZ. I think they got sued because of that. As they should. But um, you, you got to check it. Everything is one check Google search away. Right, check your sources. It's one Google ser- search away. Yeah. And TMZ so is definitely an incredible source. TMZ is, that. but TMZ today is not. And yeah. I need people I just, to, just to be a little bit more responsible in there. Because there's a lot of, uh, of sites that pop up that are derivatives of actual right. real sites. Or like, they'll put like the icon, it'll have it'll be something right, totally different. the logo or something. Like I saw um, a Instagram person switch out his photo for LMA. This week. Are you talking about Young Platinum on Twitter? Is that his name? Child. Wait, what? Young Platinum. I think he was hacked. I don't know. He's been around Twitter. I've seen him, his tweets on my feed since I joined Twitter a decade ago. We We all know. You know Young Platinum? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he a rapper or something? Allegedly. I think that's what he started. And then he turned into like, he was baiting the gays. I don't think anyone truly knows And like gym shorts with no draws. What? I no, said he, at one point he was baiting the gays. So mm-hmm. it started out as a rapper. Then it started out to, oh, I'm posting sh- uh, uh, shirtless pants. Thirst traps. And, and gym shorts with no draw zone. Mm-hmm. So you can see the print. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was, just, it, was a, it was a lot of stuff. But, yes. yeah, check your sources before you all post things. So what do we think about this? Do you guys think getting tattoos is a good idea? Not the five months. Uh. Damn. Oh, and by the way, I should note that he what? got – her, you know how she wears like that bunny mask mm-hmm. when she did yeah, Dangerous, Dangerous Woman? Woman? He had that behind his ear and he covered it up with the heart. And she had his name tattooed on her ring finger and uh, she was seen in New York and she put a Band-Aid over it. I don't know if that's a Band-Aid because it got <laughs> removed and you know that area is a little tender mm-hmm. or if she was just covering it up for the well, time Well, she being. named a whole ass track on her album, Pete, Pete Davidson. Davidson. I ha- yes, I am aware. I mean, it's only like maybe 24 seconds, but still. Do you think it's a I good idea? It's a mess. Tattoos? Uh, no, know, not the five too months. Permanent. Do you have what, any tattoos? 12? I have no tattoos. Wow. See, I'm trying to get like, I have two very, very small, inconspicuous uh-huh. ones that I got. One when I was 18, the other when I was 22, and I want them both removed. Oh, they I'm hold sorry. no significance. One uh-huh. is on my hip and one is on my wrist, and they hold no significance to me today. I want them both removed. I feel like if I were to get tattoos, I would go all out and get like a whole bunch. I'd like a whole, get, like, sleeve. a whole sleeve. Yeah. I have five. I'm probably going to end up with a sleeve one day. But or not like for no back. man. No. 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 Not with no man. name or nothing. Unless no. going to be Jesus. Moving on. Did you guys hear about Cassie and Diddy? I did. After more than a decade of I on and off thing. dating, Cassie and Diddy have broken up. On and off dating Sources no confirmed to People and Us Weekly on October 17th. Uh, in the past, the couple has remained coy 
on making details of their relationship public, but they reportedly started dating in 2007 and officially confirmed that they were a couple in 2012. The report claims the reports claim the famed duo haven't actually been together in months. Uh, this is a quote from um, someone in Cassie's team. The decision was amicable. Don't they all say that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they remain friends. Cassie is going to focus on her music and acting career. Now, we do have to credit Love B. Scott. Shout out to B. Scott in Denver and the whole team over there. Because they went a step further in reporting that Diddy has been getting cozy with 26-year-old model Jocelyn Chu. The pair were spotted together in my... She is, I believe. (laughs) The pair were spotted together in Miami and even paid a visit to Drake over the weekend at at his opening Staples Center (coughs) show on tour in Los Angeles. The celebrity news site, B. Scott, wouldn't close close the door to the idea of Puff rekindling the old flame with Cassie, even with some time apart. So what do you guys think about, do you guys think that Cassie's going to jump into her music and acting full throttle? Or is she just going to get another rich count (coughs) and do what she has to do? When's the last time she put out music? I don't rock keep up by with her. baby. She takes great pictures. Two thousand right. That's all I know. I've been seeing her and the the Fashion Nova ads as of late. What yeah. is Fashion Nova? Like, where did that even come from? Like, I don't know where they came from, but they're taking. They they're got Chris Jenner. It. They just like, bought everything. They got oh, Chris like, Jenner. What? We don't they're know where they're it. getting this money from. But who is behind this? I, I, <laughs> I have no what idea. What country actually. are they from? Probably overseas. Right. That's something. They're in a sweatshop in China. I've never had any issues with them aside from their sizing. Sometimes a large fits like a small, mm-hmm. and sometimes a large fits like a large. <laughs> so it depends. But I ha- I do have a quite a few. I have maybe three or four Fashion Nova thought dresses in my closet. Oh. I wore one for my birthday last year and oh, one for my birthday the, the year before. The Blue Ivy dress. Yes, the Blue Ivy dress was indeed a Fashion Nova. <laughs> and the sequin dress that I wore for New Year's when my hair was wild. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Fashion Nova as well. It's just so easy. It's so in and out. You ain't got to really comb racks. Right. You just there's walk an actual in, store? There's one in Burbank and one really? in... Wait, they have a physical store? That's, yes. uh, that's why I was like, who is this mysterious Fashion Nova? Fashion Nova, they the have place, a, like... a store at the Burbank Mall. That's the one that I go to now, but I uh-huh. miss the one at the Woodland Hills Mall. You know, the, the Woodland Hills Mall is my favorite mall in all of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and they have one there as well um, that's mm-hmm. better. It's right next to Lids by the food court, if you want to check it out. Shout out to Cassie, to Freedom. Lady Gaga is engaged to her own damn agent. She spilled the secret at Elle's 25th annual Women in Hollywood celebration where she thanked, quote, my fiancé Christian during her speech. And this is according to People. (laughs) Fans had speculated that she and the CAA agent Carino were engaged when she started wearing a pink diamond ring in late 2017. Gaga and Carino have been dating since February 2017 when she called off uh, well, yeah, following her called off engagement to her ex, Taylor right. Kenny, right. who was very attractive. Very, very. Wasn't Taylor he like on Chicago Fire or something like yeah, that? Yeah, he was on like Vampire Diaries. Yeah, he was. Man. Yeah, Taylor Kenny is cute. Her former fiance is cuter than this this most recent one. But Ooh, congratulations to her. Yeah. Have you guys seen couple. A Star is Born yet? No. I have not. Are you going to? That makes three of us. <laughs> <laughs> I, wa- I really do want to, but I'm not hard pressed. 
to see it. Like I can wait for the HBO go if I'm being honest. Yeah. But I want to see it because I don't want to be left out of the conversations because they're saying that this is her award season moment. Yeah, like when sure. the Globes and the Oscars and even the Grammys swing around, Gaga is going to be scalping um, sure. bitches left Bradley and right. Bradley Cooper and Stephanie, whatever her last name is. Germanata. Sure. So I just want to um, take note that I just Googled Taylor Kennedy. Kenny. Kenny. So K-I-N-N-E. Taylor Kennedy is a... <laughs> Is a porn busty star. Caucasian. <laughs> Quite busty. It's Kenny. Um, K-I-N-N-E-Y, I believe. Yeah, don't ever make that mistake of looking up uh, Taylor Kennedy because you'll be very sad. <laughs> Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Aww. They're expecting speculation about Miss Markle's. Well, I don't think she's Miss Markle anymore. What would be her last name? What is that I don't know. Name? Elizabeth? I don't know. <laughs> Miss, Mrs. Prince Harry. Uh, pregnancy was first fueled by a by the button-up outfit she wore last Friday to the wedding of Princess Eugenie, a first cousin of Prince Harry's. She was then photographed carrying purple binders hours before the announcement, leading some to suggest that she might have been trying to disguise the physical signs of the pregnancy. What are What are you all's bets? Do you think it's a boy, a girl, twins, what? And I'm not big on the whole gender reveal. Gender non-conforming. I'm going to say girl. You're going to say, I think a girl girl. too. Yeah. These princesses waste no time. Because wasn't the other white girl uh, Kate Middleton. Sure. William's wife. Kate Middleton. When is she pregnant within like two months? Like getting married? Yeah. They're not playing. Like, they are not wasting no time. I mean, listen. Shout out to Cassie for 11 years of paid um, life. Now, I love this next story. Kalani announced that she's four months pregnant mm-hmm. and expecting a baby girl. Mm-hmm. Now, what I particularly love, well, let me read this and then we'll, we'll talk. So Kalani announced, like I just said, she was expecting a girl. Many fans were, were scratching their heads, wondering who the singer chose to start a family with. <laughs> but she recently set the record straight. Well, actually, from what I saw on the timeline, the timeline set the record straight before <laughs> Kalani could right. even say anything. In an exclusive interview on Nicki Minaj's Queen Radio, 23-year-old Kalani shared that her partner and soon-to-be co-parent is her guitarist, JV, I think that it's either JV or Javi, young, white. It's probably Javi. But it's J-A-V-I-E. Yeah, J in Spanish is a But he's black. (laughs) I mean, he could be Panamanian or Cuban. You're right. You're right. I stand (laughs) corrected. So you all let us know if it's JV or Javi because it could be, I don't know. But this is a direct quote that she, because people were then jumping in her mentions. I don't know if you all saw this on Twitter and they were like, I thought she said you were non-conforming, queer, queer, da-da-da-da-da. As if to suggest. But she's still a woman. And still wants to have a baby. I say vagina ain't got nothing to do with it. But it's almost as if people suggested that sexuality indeed is not on the spectrum. People do what they want to do with their bodies. And that's her prerogative, her business. And maybe she doesn't want to be labeled anymore. We don't know. Yeah. We I don't mean, know. I know plenty of lesbians that have gotten pregnant. Right. right. Which I, I was going to uh, bring that up, too, because when I spoke on the panel, I said it was a confirm, uh, affirming church. There was a lesbian who was like, yeah, I don't know why people get confused when the dykes to get pregnant. Like, we still women. Da, 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 da. And I was like, okay. But that has nothing to do with sexual. Your gender has nothing to do with your sexuality. Right. But I'm saying people get confused at That's that. That's stupid. And I'm, but people get confused by that. And she's fueling the confusion by putting out statements like that. No, she was saying, why are you confused that someone who is a lesbian and a dyke pregnant? We still women. Right. But if you're a lesbian, then that means that you're exclusive to other women. So that would lead to the confusion because your gender has nothing to do with what you sexually identify as. 
So by that statement, am I tripping? A masculine-looking woman who is pregnant. Godspeed, girl. <laughs> then it's not confusing. Godspeed, girl. It is confusing if you say you're a lesbian. I mean, you can still have kids. That's Surrogates. not to say that you can't, but what I'm saying is if a stud, if a masculine lesbian is pregnant, I could see why that would lead to confusion because people are like, didn't you say you liked girls? But that's not Kalani's case because Kalani painted a broad stroke. Right. It has right. nothing to do with, oh, I still have a uterus. I can still have kids. Okay, but you said that you were a lesbian. So is it dick or no dick? What is it? But, okay, but you can still get pregnant without getting dick down. That is true. Insemination. That is true. Right. Is, that what, is that what she did, or did she? No, she was probably oh, fucked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not probably fucked. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't there. I kid. Did she, did she go into specifics as to how she conceived no. the child? Right. Mm. Right. I mean, so look, Kalani ended up saying, "Money is money." Kalani ended up saying, and "Fucking is free." I started dating women before I ever dated men. Then I was lucky to find a partner who was a bisexual male, mm. and he and he really understands my queerness and my fluidity, and I really understand his. It's very awesome to be understood. So that's going to be okay. interesting. You have a father. That is living in his truth and his bisexuality. And you have a mother that's living in her truth as what is she? Isn't she pan? Like I Janelle Monet? Yeah. yeah, I think I she's pan. So. I, idea. I think she's, she's pan on the spectrum like Janelle. Somewhere. Janelle. Um, so, yeah, that'll be cool for that child. I imagine that child to be very hippy dippy. Oh, for sure. Very uh, towing the line of like a Zoe Kravitz or um, Erica and Andre's kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or yeah. Smiths. So, I was just about to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and a free baby, too. What I was excited about was, by the way, did you guys check out the Charmed reboot? No, not yet. I um, checked it out. How it wasn't did? too bad. Yeah, I checked it out. Okay. I checked it out Monday. It, it, it comes on Sunday nights. It wasn't too bad, but I wish that they would have. <coughs> Someone posted on Twitter the series finale of Charmed and of the first Charmed. Mm-hmm. And the, these people with the reboot had every opportunity to pick up where that story left off because yeah. it picks up literally like with their children and, you know, the the uh, legacy of the witchery had been mixed up with Wyatt and, and you know, like with right. the boys in there, like they could have picked up from there. Yeah, they had a lot to work with, but they yeah. didn't seem to, they didn't they just talk to them at all. They scrapped it clean <laughs> and yeah. started with, you know, There's no conversation. biracial yeah. girls. And it's not, it's not, too bad. I don't know the women's names, but you can tell by their personalities and their powers who's who. Mm. Uh, like the most mixed girl, who I guess is like the page of the situation. She has Prue's powers. Piper's uptight because mom died. Mm. Th- these are not their names, by the way, but right. the one that's freezes people. And then oh, Phoebe. So they have the same powers. They have the same the powers, powers different uh-huh. names. And it's <laughs> different circumstances. Check out the, the premiere. Mm. I got mm. mad because they vanquished a demon with banking, baking soda. Um, I saw that in a commercial. We got like, baking soda. Yeah. Because <laughs> the woman who plays the Prue character, she's a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Phoebe character is like a sorority girl in college. It's not too bad, guys. I thought it was going to be awful, mm-hmm. but it's not too bad. I don't know if I'll be back this upcoming Sunday, but I always <laughs> like to check out the premiere, just like I did with the Connors. I checked out the Connors last that? night. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And ratings were not too bad. 10.5 million people. And it, the, the, the ratings picked up where the Roseanne season finale left off. Now, Roseanne premiered to like 18 million people. Mm-hmm. But, the uh, you know, ratings trickled as the, mm-hmm. as the weeks went by. It wasn't too bad. I wanted to see how they were going to kill her off. Um, oh, how'd they kill her? Uh, op- op- 
opioid overdose. Because <laughs> oh. the finale, I went and watched the finale, mm-hmm. and the finale was uh, she needed knee surgery, but the American healthcare system, of course, was failing her. Um, and so they were considering going to Mexico to get her knee operated mm-hmm. on because it would be cheaper, but for the same service. And right. I know people that have gone down, especially for dentistry stuff, mm-hmm. that have gone Absolutely. across the border and gotten things done. Um, my only issue with that is the follow-up. What if something goes awry? What if you got questions? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well. <laughs> um, but I guess that's the, the gamble that you roll. I mean, you can um, still see a dentist. It's like, oh, I got this done at, you know, Beverly Hills and something wrong. Mm, that is true. You could lie about it. Um, but so, yeah, that's how she how she dies. And I think that the rest of the episodes might be lighter. I may watch to support the, the <laughs> cast and crew. That's Roseanne Free. I think that's Jackie broke down. Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. Um, <clears throat> what else came on? I feel like I'm missing something. So did you guys hear about Orange is the New Black? No. Is it canceled? Is it canceled? Forever? They announced today they released a video and maybe we'll put the audio into this episode. I don't know. But they released a video. Um. Uh, with the cast and it's like a montage video and everyone is basically announcing that next season which is uh, summer 2019 will be the finale and it makes sense because as an avid orange is the new black watcher like myself um, this most recent season did you guys watch do you Mm -hmm. all watch I fell off after season two see this most recent season was indeed it was time to pack it up. Mm. And plus, certain people got their freedom, like Sophia Bursett, who's Laverne's character. She got her freedom. Um, there were a few the people. <laughs> there were a few people. I pulled up the video. Let's see if this works. Um, we got some news. The final season is coming. The final season of Orange. The last season. Season seven. It is the end. And I'm going to miss playing and living on the edge of one of the most groundbreaking, original, and controversial series of this decade. Seven years has been a hell of a ride. I am so grateful for the fun times, the knowledge, the friendships, the love, the family that we have created together. But the one thing is our relationships will continue after the show. What I will miss most um, after seven seasons is you, the fans. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's been an amazing journey, an amazing experience. Thank you so much for all of your support. I'm going to miss the hell out of this TV show. I love you. I love our whole TV show. Season seven, you will not be disappointed. It is a season you will not forget and we are going to give you everything and more that you could have ever wanted everything we got thank you thank you thank you so that was the video that they put out and i know that they faced a lot of controversy you know with the writers room there weren't enough people of color Mm -hmm. and for a lot of people they stopped watching after pusey was killed off yeah um pusey yeah, you don't Who remember the, the stud with the she was Tasty's best friend, Samira Wiley. Yes, Samira, the beautiful mm. Samira. Mm. After she was killed off by an officer, talk about trauma porn. Mm. Um, oh my God. A lot of people stopped uh, tuning in, but for me, Orange was just—I think it was like a nostalgia thing because mm. that was the first Netflix anything that I had ever watched or streamed. Right. That they kind of helped birth the movement yeah, of streaming yeah, and binge watching and, th- and and originals. Yeah, because I remember that was like one of the first shows they just released at the same time. Like, yes, you got that was ten episodes. Right. Yeah, that was twenty twelve. I, I mean, Laverne, seven seasons good. I met Laverne Cox the March before the June that orange premiered. Mm-hmm. So it was funny having that conversation. Cause I'd only seen press releases. You're about to be a part of this show, yada, yada, yada. And she was just Laverne at the time, at least right. to me. So yeah, their ending. Speaking of arrests, <laughs> <laughs> what? did you all hear about Tommy from, um, 
the Real Housewives. I mean, not the Real Housewives. Love and Hip Hop. Yeah. She went up marijuana? to the damn school, y'all. No. no. No, this is something new. Oh. Now, if you all are unfamiliar with Tommy, she's had quite the run-ins with the law her entire damn life, okay? Atlanta, right? Yes, Atlanta. Oh, I met her. She has, I think just in July, she hit a concierge or a valet person there opting not to. I she's yeah. married to a rapper. She's not married. Oh, mm-hmm. she was with the rapper. She might have been with one, but she's not married. She's had severe anger issues. But anyway, <laughs> she got arrested uh, because she was arrested in Atlanta on Tuesday because she allegedly shoved her child's head into a middle school locker. Oh, my okay. God. Tommy has two ad- adolescent daughters, her eldest, uh, Samaria, who is 14 years old and was born while Tommy was incarcerated. Her youngest daughter, Havali, is 11 years old. The alleged incident occurred at Griffin Middle School. According to the arrest report, the child suffered an injury to their upper lip following the alleged assault. Tommy was arrested by the Smyrna Police Department and charged with felony first-degree cruelty to children, felony aggravated assault, disruption of public schools, and three counts of simple battery. The reality star was released Wednesday on a $27,000 bond. At what point do you get tired? Right. Honestly, Jakar, you're asking the, thank you for asking the real questions because this woman, like I said, she's been on a hamster wheel of running in with, having run-ins with the law. A literal hamster wheel. (laughs) And this woman's like, isn't she like almost 40? Does anyone know? I think she's almost 40. Yeah. Or like mid 30s. I thought that, I was thinking about Tammy Rivera who's married to Wiz Khalifa. There's a Tammy. No, you mean Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. Jesus. (laughs) Get your rappers together. Waka Flocka, Bow Wow, Lil John. Okay, Tammy. Yeah, Tammy is different than uh, Tommy is. Tommy Lee is 34 years old. Well, let me not say that that's mid 30s. Remember, Nikki jumped down that girl's throat for calling her mid 30s. She's going to Cardi B. (laughs) Um, And just wrapping uh, the bulletin board up really quickly, um, Solange. What is she promoting now? New album coming out soon. Thank you, Jakar. Thank you. See, Jakar be knowing. Uh, I saw the photo shoot, but I don't know what it was about. So Solange has announced the first details of her new album. She told New York Times' T Magazine that the follow-up to 2016's A Seat at the Table is finished and will be released sometime this week fall that means before christmas right uh, and we're right around the corner from christmas so i'm so excited a release date is not currently confirmed and reps for the artists were not immediately available for comment speaking to t about her new music solange said there will be uh that there is a lot of jazz at the core of the songs oh. but with electronic and hip-hop drum and bass because i want it to bang i want to make your trunk rattle Ooh, so this is going to be good this mm-hmm. is going to be good a traditional Tr- release trunk a tr- you know she's from Houston. They're all about making trunks <laughs> rattle and those big subwoofers and stuff. A traditional release seems unlikely with the album likely to arrive. Yada, yada, yada. Seat at the table. I'm excited about this. Congrats. And, and to wrap things up, that damn Rose IV for you that had everybody's panties in a bunch, I think it's incorrect. And I'm going to tell you why. So in case you all are under a rock, <laughs> there is an Instagram page that popped up that only follows Beyonce, Kelly, and a few other people. Mm-hmm. People seem to think that Beyonce and Kelly have music coming out together. Now, the clip that the that the fan 
posted is isolated background vocals from Beyonce's song Grown Woman. Mm -hmm. It is not anything new. Because at first I was like, wait a minute. And then I'm sure you were young hive cleared it up for me. And then when I sat back and thought about it, you know what? I would be hard pressed to believe that Beyonce and Kelly would collaborate on anything and not include Michelle. Michelle exactly. If not for optics alone, that's rude as hell. If not for optics alone, right. I don't think that we will ever see a Beyonce. And I don't even really want a Beyonce featuring. I'm a destiny's child girl. I'm, I'm for the camaraderie. Mm -hmm. I'm for the collective group as a whole. I need all three of those silhouettes. I don't want to see <laughs> just Beyonce and Kelly. I don't agreed personally. Personally, because I love me some Michelle. So I would just see a DC4. For what? I mean, I would see DC4, <laughs> but it would have to be DC5. <laughs> for what? Five. Okay. What, well, who would be in the four that you're rattling off? The first original four. No. And then you can't leave out Michelle, though. Exactly. I mean, she could do a couple songs. No. There's no, you know, yeah. I don't understand DC4 or Hive. And I said this on Twitter. Three or five. Kelly Rowland, <laughs> thank you, Jakar. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Rowland went on record to say that there are only, this is exactly how she said it, there are only three members of Destiny's Child. Mm -hmm. Beyonce, Michelle, and myself, and you can believe that, and that's real. Mm. That's exactly how my sis said it. <laughs> there will not be, I don't think personally and that Beyonce. Kelly's coming up with new, with new music too, right? Yes. I like personally now. don't think that Beyonce is interested in working with those original girls in any mm. capacity professionally. Mm. She'll take pictures, Kiki. We may even go to the Cheesecake Factory for happy hour <laughs> and get some Buffalo Blasts. Mm. But as far as Avocado working rolls. professionally together, I don't see that happening. And you girls can say what you want to. But, yeah, so that's it for the bulletin board this week. Uh, of course, be sure to weigh in. And you know what, what, what I've been forgetting to tell the listeners? What? Do us a big favor and pause the show right now before we go into the next mm -hmm. segment. Go to Apple if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. And, or Google Play or and, SoundCloud, whatever. And rate us. Mm -hmm. We need some more ratings. Rate us. Yeah. And comment, too. You could comment. And comment. Yeah. We like comments. We like feedback. We love it. So. And weigh in. You know, using hashtag KT Radio. You guys were fantastic about that. Well, you guys have been fantastic about that. For but years. Y'all are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on. Before we get into Flashback Friday, let's hear what Jace has to say for the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. All right. So this week's LGBT corner. So it was actually yesterday, October 18th, but it is another round of Spirit Day here in the United States of America. So Spirit Day is an annual LGBTQ awareness day observed on the third Thursday of October. It started in 2010 by Canadian teenager Brittany McMillan. And it was initially created to, as a response to a rash of widely publicized bullying related to suicides in, of gay school students in 2010. Um, so I think we've kind of discussed this before. And I'm not really connected with the youth. What are your thoughts on bullying and like anti-bullying movements? I mean, I'm for them unless you're Melania Trump with Be Best and while your husband's <laughs> calling Stormy Daniels horse face on Twitter. That was rude as hell. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind anti-bullying initiatives. Mm -hmm. Um. I think it's a way for kids to support one another peer to peer. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, that that's needed a lot of the times. It's nice to have teachers and adults step in, but it's nothing like having the camaraderie, looking to your left and your right and having your classmates there for your support. Right. Right. So I'm here for it. What about you, Jakar? Uh, I'm definitely here for it, especially thinking back as, a, as being a child and how I was teased and bullied. Mm -hmm. So 
definitely definitely all for this for yeah. sure. Yeah, I was actually on um opinionated show on Facebook. Shout out to Lewis, and one of the conversations in light of mental illness, sorry, mental um health month, as well as who is the woman on uh This Is Us, who wore the bathing suit for the first time in like. I cannot remember her real name. Chrissy Metz. There we go. Chrissy Metz. And so we kind of were discussing about like things that, uh, bullying things we were teased about. And I remember just like, I remember my dad is a Marine and like, he always just like, you know what? Like fuck them. And so like, we really didn't have like the coddling cold, not coddling, but like the nurturing culture that it is now. So I'm kind of curious to see like how kids or teenagers today would kind of be receptive to kind of like a harsh, Love. I blame this all on those damn participation ribbons. When we were in no school, what? you either won or you lost. <laughs> this is all. This is all fallout from everybody hitting a trophy right. for the spelling bee, and everybody didn't deserve a damn trophy right. from the damn spelling bee. Give them you either their win it or you don't. Not everybody deserves a laminated participation thing because not everybody participated. Some people didn't make it past round one. At least that's how it was when I was in school, and I feel like I turned out fine. So uh, you, you could you survived. So I don't know. I'm curious. And like we love feedback as well. So tweet us your um your thoughts on spirits. Happy Spirit Day. Um, yeah. I love Spirit Day. Isn't that when you wear the purple? Purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love so I remember doing that in high school. We had a big initiative in high school as far as gay straight alliance and, and LGBT type meetups and snowball and all that. Oh, wow. We had yeah. Snowball, At one man. point Snowball is a is a weekend. I think I talked about this on the show. Snowball is a weekend that our counselors put together where we'd go like in a cabin, mm-hmm. like go to like one of those wood cabin type oh, places. God. And but it was fun. Blair Witch Project? It, no, it was <laughs> It was not deeply wooded, but it was in the woods, but it was supervised and it was fun. And we came together and we were in a lot of focus groups and they, mm-hmm. you were randomly placed there. So it, you, it was optional. You signed up for it and I think you had to pay. And you met new friends. By the time that weekend was over, everybody was so high on the kumbaya. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tears, mm-hmm. a lot of hand holding, a lot of, it just was like a live your best life weekend. It was really transformative because you, you then went back to school with the new uh, pep in your step. And then that one person who you never talked to, you might've been in a group with right. for that day. And now you, you know, you all are speaking and having, cause you better understand mm-hmm. them, right. you know? So yeah. Camp is great. Them. My kids will be at camp every summer mm. absolutely i don't trust i, nev- I, don't trust I was these never people. a camp kid i never did me either summer camps or vacation does vacation bible school count because no. i hated that or, well I, no. I played tennis so i did i would go to like tennis camp sometimes that's camp but, but i mean it's just i guess <laughs> not like you know you know salute like you were right, right. <laughs> you know, like, right. the parent and, trap you know. right yeah <laughs> well was, it yeah. takes two you know, I love both of those movies. Yeah, I was a camp kid. Where I was, I was like away counselor. for months. Like it would just like yeah. drop you off. I don't know if I trust camp counselors anymore. Yeah. You know, with uh, with everything going on, I don't want you calling me telling my kid drowned in the lake. I don't want you calling me telling me somebody broke out in highs. I don't want my kid coming back talking about you know camp counselor Susie was touching them. Like mm. I just don't. I do not. I've grown to not really trust people to that to that level. I feel you. My kids will be in camp. <laughs> Well, good luck. <laughs> so uh, let's move on to Flashback, Flashback Friday. Friday. 
So one of the questions, Flashback Friday, you all participated a lot on Twitter, but I'm not reading those tweets because I don't have them pulled up. I do, however, have my Instagram pulled up. And I asked people last week, we talked about backhanded compliments because uh, mm-hmm. Angela Bassett mm-hmm. shared, uh, what magazine was that? Allure, um, about backhanded compliments surrounding her age. Mm-hmm. And some of the responses that I got on Instagram were, I'm pretty for a brown skin girl, how I speak, you are so handsome to be this fat. You're so articulate. Oh, yes. You're so articulate. You're well-dressed for someone your size. Pretty for a big girl. Someone said when white people, anytime white people compliment them on their hair. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. uh, You look so good after you started working out. You're pretty for a trans girl. One of my friends weighed in and said, when I was doing radio full time, my bosses used to tell me that my quote unquote urban sound played well. Oh. Um, well and a- most people, it was about size, uh, you know, like their weight or how they speak. So a lot of people, we have a lot of the same shared experiences yeah. amongst being, you know, black folk. A lot of my responses were um, more about being black and well-spoken. Yeah. Presentable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Presentable. Those are my <laughs> responses. Like, oh, wow, you're so well-spoken for an African-American. To yeah. be, to be named Taniqua. Wow. Ashley. Wow. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, let's move on mm-hmm. to my topic. So my topic, originally when I posed this, matter of fact, before I even begin this, this is so random. I have to shout out Laverne Cox for an article she just did such an in-depth i've never seen or heard laverne like this i think it was for self magazine and when i tell you she brought me to tears today at work that's how good it is just about self-love and just trans woman to trans woman like it was just so affirming if you guys get a chance she did a an interview for self's youtube but the meat the meat and the juices are in the article. Check so the you, you got to read. <laughs> right. Check the meat. So originally this was going to be around relationships, but I decided to change my topic. So we've seen this with uh, Will and Jada and Sheree Fletcher. We've seen this with Puff and Kim Porter and Misa. And now we're seeing it with Mashonda Swizz and Alicia Keys. Um, mm. the, you know, the three-way parenting. Mm-hmm. And the now, book coming out, right? Yes, she just released a book. It's called Blend, The Secret <laughs> to Co-Parenting and Creating a Balanced Family. Now, I'm going to read to you a part of what I have, and I'm going to pose the question, which actually has nothing to do with this, but everything to do with this at the same time. I'm <laughs> squinting, I'm squinting, y'all. <laughs> Curiosity. So, Mashonda is in a very different place today than she was a decade ago, and that has everything to do with the love that she has for her son in her new book, Blend, The Secret to Co-Parenting and Creating a Balanced Family. Mashonda, once married to hit DJ and producer Swizz Beats, with whom she shares an 11-year-old son, Kasim, details her journey from their painful separation and divorce in 2010 to to a happy and harmonious co-parenting with him and his now wife, Alicia Keys. Now, with the foreword of the book written by Keys and a chapter by Beats himself, Blend offers Child. advice. <laughs> oh, and she also has a, a chapter in there from uh, Sheree Fletcher, okay. which is Will's ex-wife, mm-hmm. and Misa. Mm. Uh, Who's Misa? Misa is a stylist. She's Puffs. She's Justin Combs' mm. mama. Gotcha. Um, it offers harmonious advice for co-parenting for your child's sake. 
Back in 2008, Mashonda, who's now 40, was just at the start of her healing process, and she had a long way to go. Then, in the midst of separating from Beats, she was struggling to stay positive for herself and her son, as reports swirled that Beats had ended their relationship to pursue Keys, a claim that he and Alicia have since denied. Which, you know, the streets talk. Right. Twitter will never let Alicia live that <laughs> down. Can never. we just mention Twitter never. will never let never. Alicia Keys live My this Twitter is like the government. I don't want them knowing <laughs> too much about me. 40 years from now, I'll right. be getting memes like, didn't Sick. you say? Um, so, Mashonda writes that she now regrets having spoken out publicly and angrily at the time about her suspicious... I mean, about her suspicions, something she says was fueled by ego and a need for validation. So my question to you all is, well, I have a few. So listen up. Of course you do. Do you believe in the saying time heals all wounds? Is there a situation that you've ever spoken about publicly that you now regret? And what is one instance, if you don't mind sharing, where this has applied to your personal life as far as the time heals all wounds. So whoever wants to go first, have at it. Ooh. I, uh, as far as the first question, does time heal all wounds? Um, I won't say the time itself. It's about what you do with the time that you're given. Mm. So of course, more time gives you, you know, the opportunity to do more work, to do more, you know, take more inventory to, you know, have more therapy sessions or take more trips or have more experiences. Walks on the beach? Uh, no, we don't do those. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, to help, you know, patch up whatever wounds you may have, for sure. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's funny because I was actually having a conversation about this today, um, about readdressing. So the human brain, when you were a child, um, you're just not fully developed, they say, until you're 25. And so there's some things that happen in your childhood that you interpreted and digested when you were 13 or 12 or yeah, 7 or 2. we're just grown versions of our childhood selves. Right, right, but with an adult brain, sometimes you have to readdress it as an adult with an adult mentality. Because if you don't, you're going to carry on the childish outlook of what had happened. And so it was actually a very interesting conversation because it's kind of about with trauma with parents and like, you know, I, uh, it was with a couple of colleagues of mine saying like, you know, I don't want to blame my parents cause I'm an adult. So like, why would I blame my parents for my issues now? And they were saying like, well, you don't just address it though. I feel like that's the biggest thing that people don't do. They don't really know how to acknowledge something. Um, so you can have all the time you want to, but if you don't address with the issue, mm-hmm. I mean, you could go your whole entire life and you know, that's a bunch of time, but I, if you're I 80, agree. It, I mean, you have to address it. And like Jakar said, you got to do the work. Right, too. do the work. Because you can address it. You can have addressed it at point A, and now we're at point Z, and you haven't done anything mm-hmm. but address it and keep. Right. Um, I think it was Iyanla, the book that I was reading, if you guys remember back in the spring, it was called Get Over It. Um, <laughs> it's called Thought Therapy. And it was a really good book. I had the audio book, um, and she mentioned uh, the letting go of the story and the fight to be right. Mm-hmm. And those are two right, things that, that, that stuck with me. Sometimes, not letting go of the story, but sometimes we have to reframe. For time purposes, mm-hmm. we have to reframe 
the story or bring in different bullet points to the story. You can't keep singing the same tune, Effie. You know <laughs> that you gotta got you gotta look at <laughs> right. Look at the the ways. Well, not every instance is ways that you contributed, but um, but there's always a bigger picture. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I'm trying to think like with even with my family. There's some shit that has happened in like the seventies that they are still harping on. It may not be that exact issue that happened, but it's trickled into several different things. It snowballed mm-hmm. into yeah, a whole bunch into, of things. That was like a whole other thing. People aren't talking and auntie so and so don't like, you know, Uncle Who. They better get over that. I was just watching on the view this morning. Mm-hmm. Whoopi uh today's Whoopi's well, Tuesday. I mean, well, Wednesday, the day that we're right. recording now, this week. Um, was Whoopi's uh, brother's birthday, and he's deceased. He passed suddenly of an aneurysm, um, and he's six years older than her, and she emphasized, whether you got beef with your siblings or not, why today, pick up the phone and just say, hey, even right. if it's, hey, you stupid mm. bitch, how you been? Right. <laughs> pick up the phone I'm thinking about and you, talk to you. Right. Talk to your siblings. Also, um, the Friend Zone podcast, hey, Friend Zone, we love Fran, Asante, and Dustin here. Hey. Uh, not this week, but the week prior, uh, Fran did um, apology languages, which I'd never heard of. You know how you uh, hear about love languages? Yeah. Well, there's apology languages as well, and how basically, like, with love languages, how you respond or how you prefer love being yeah. shown to you. Mm-hmm. There's one for apologies that I thought was really, really interesting. That is interesting. It's that. a really good uh, episode. I don't know. Maybe I'll post the link. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I want to post the link in my thread for my show. <laughs> but uh, it's the week prior. Right. It's the week prior to uh, That's prior so to this one. It was so, such a good episode. Someone this week apologized to me. And I was talking to another friend about the situation. He like the first thing he said was, "Did you receive it?" Mm-hmm. And I had to think like, "Did I receive it, or am I still just like?" Or are you just taking it because they apologized? Because right. right. like, okay. th- th- their apology might not have coincided with your apology exactly. language. I need to figure out mine and let some people know. Let's I'll, I'll let's tweet. come to the table with right. that next let's week. Let's do that <laughs> that quiz and and we'll out. come next week and let you all know what our apology languages are. I think that's fascinating because people. I mean, it's all about communication. Right. So. Um, is there a situation that you all have ever spoken about publicly, maybe in a fit of rage, or as Mashonda refers, uh, she was fueled by ego and a need for validation 10 years ago when she was on Twitter uh, going ham, you know? Uh, is there ever a situation that you spoke about publicly that you now kind of regret the way that you spoke about it? Not necessarily that you did it, but the way that you went about it. Mm. So the first one uh, that comes to mind is uh, my sexual assault story. And I did not calculate. I mean, I did, but I didn't mm-hmm. like how much attention that would get. And so when it actually like happened that day, I was like, what the fuck did I just do? So like, what did you do with that? You mouth? tweeted out about it and then it took off like I wildfire. Wrote an article. I wrote an article on HIVEqual.org mm-hmm. and it went viral and I was getting messages and emails and tweets and like wow. just a heap. And like that day I literally was asking myself, what the fuck did I just do? And then Owen was calling me talking about, we want you to be on Ayanla. Um, e. East was Ayanla. I had the state capital like <laughs> calling me and messaging me. Like finding like, it was just a lot to take in. And, and you weren't expecting I was that. not, like I knew that was going to be a big deal, but I was not expecting it to just, I didn't know how I was going to react all at the same time. Mm. So I don't regret now, but that day, probably that week, 
I was just like, I should just kept this to myself yeah. and just carry on with my damn life. Because now the cat's out the bag. Right. And I can't go back. No, nope, <laughs> there is, and that's the thing. You, there are no uh, second go back seats. Right. No. So like now today, I, I don't regret it at all. But like that first week was very difficult. That was a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that was 2006 it? Labor Day weekend. 2016. 16. Excuse me. What to say? 2006. That was high school. <laughs> Labor Day weekend. That was college. <laughs> college, right? First semester. I was having Come a on. breakdown at UB that time. Bloom. I was pussy popping. Jakar, what about you? Is there ever a situation that you spoke out publicly that you like, kind of? Uh, no, I can't say. I can't say that there is. I, I'm, you know, I usually think a lot about what I'm about to say before I say you it. That way. And I stand. And I stand by my shit. Yeah. You know, so if I, you know, I say it, it's there. It's like, yeah, no, I meant that. Yeah. That's, that's why I said it. That's, you know, Has that's, there been you something know, that, like you said, that didn't like land as you intended? Um, it may be sometimes in one on one with people, mm-hmm. like in conversation, because um, I mean, which is normal with us all. Um, something might not land the way that I intend it. Uh, if you bring it up to me you know, I'll adjust however I need to so that you get the point that I was trying to deliver to you. Mm -hmm. Um, But I am very much, you know, say what I mean, mean when I say, you know. I have to to agree with that. Um, You got some crazy tweets out there too, Jakar. I do. (laughs) How are you doing? (laughs) Sir Sarcasm. I have to agree with that. I've navigated for the most part I think it's because I took a media training class in eighth grade. I knew this was coming. Uh, and so I have navigated for the most part. I think the as far as I've gone is speaking in code. Even when my old Facebook status has come up from a decade ago, I know exactly what I was talking about. And it might be something so like, ew, I was 20 at that time. Why was I talking about? You know, I was committed to the code Facebook of the street. Facebook just reminded me of all your old But bullshit. I never, I don't think I've ever... Uh, even when I do talk shadily, <laughs> it's very rare. And this is in the public because those who have spent time with me cl- behind closed doors knows that the tea kettle can over uh, heat sometimes. Right. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to the public, no, I don't think that I've ever released any kind of information that I've later regretted. Aside from when I was really, really young. And I think we all go through phases where we prematurely, um, release good news before or release news before the other mm-hmm. shoe drops. Right. And then you kind of got to go back if the sh- other shoe doesn't drop and be like, okay, that didn't work out and explain that to everyone. Right, yeah. um, but as far as like complaints and I've had, whew, I've had quite a few interesting run-ins with uh, people, places and things here in Los Angeles. And for the most part, no one outside of my like personal circle uh no and even if i do decide to tweet about it it's um explicitly coded it's it's very calculated in that way kind of like what you were saying jakar i've never i don't think i've ever released anything on social media impulsively ever Mm, ever and this is even dating back to black planet tagged (laughs) myspace i don't think i have off the cuff ever everything has been thought through Mm. And I, th- I credit it to a media training class I took when I was like 13 or 14 because it was emphasized to me that especially as as things were kind of budding with social media, this mm-hmm. is going to be the here bird. forever yeah. and things like that. And so, yeah, I'm, ain't no risque half nude pictures. Ain't no ain't no crazy tweets uh, that I can think of. Let me not put my foot in my mouth. 
but yeah, and if if they are, like Jakar said, at least at the time, I very much so meant that. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I said what I said. <laughs> oh yes, I did. I meant that when I said, you know, I want to get jolly with the lolly tonight. I Ooh. meant that. <laughs> I meant that. So uh, yeah, there's not very many things that I regret. Good for y'all. Final question. <laughs> Final question. Well, you know, Jace, you and I are very, very different. Yeah, I just be running my mouth. I remember one time someone brought up a Taylor Swift quote or something I said at an interview like three years ago. and No, in a blog post. And they were interviewing me like, in 2013, you said Ooh! that you were the Taylor oh, Swift. Uh, da, da, da. I was like, oh. Oh, see, uh-uh. I hope I like, you learned well, a lesson from that, beloved. Like, well, I think what I was trying to communicate with the world was at least you got good cleanup game. Yeah. Uh, my final that question at, before we wrap this up and move on: What's one instance, if you don't mind sharing, where you have kind of spoken out of school, or, or I should say, what's one instance that you want to share with the listeners? Personal instance in your life with time heals all wounds, where that adage has shown up in your life. Uh yeah, there were <laughs> the list of niggas. <laughs> the, the niggas. The niggas. Um no, yeah, there there've been a few individuals that uh affected me in a way that it was very very tough for me to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um okay. I had to in recent years, I think I've gotten much better about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um and realizing the importance of forgiveness. It's not and realizing it's not for the person that I'm forgiving's sake, it's for my sake. Because it's just, I can't carry that shit around with me. Right. You know, it's affecting my relationships with everyone else, whether I'm... And they've moved on. You know? Mm -hmm. They ain't even thinking about it. Like... And you withering away. Exactly. Dwelling on it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Rotting. Yeah. You know, just carrying all this weight with me, and it's like, you know, gotta let that shit go. Easier said than done, for sure. Yeah. But, um, it, it just has to happen. Yeah, I would definitely say mine is also with hashtag D's men. D's men. <laughs> That's Jesus. my Nene hashtag. D's men. You yeah, remember she was like, "Let's yes. go fix these plates for these men." Yeah, there's been a, a, a few <laughs> men's in my life who, when it was over, just really, really broke me down. And I remember like kind of getting to a point where I was almost embarrassed that I was so hurt, yeah. so where I couldn't even like talk to my friends, and so kind of. Dealing with that and also out of sight, out of mind is huge too. Yeah. Because yeah. if I don't have to see this person every day or see them on even social media, on Facebook, like I'm quick to unfollow. I'm not necessarily a block person. Me either. Um, but I'm if I unfollow you, it's not no hard feelings. We can right. be cordial, whatever, in, per- in public. But like I would definitely say the most part is with – and even also some friendships too. Because I've been really hurt with some friendships um, that ended. Because are there well, any like specific instances? That was the damn question. <laughs> you mean you want names? Y'all painting with broad strokes. What is some stuff you have been through? <laughs> um, God damn. Nigga one, nigga two, nigga three. Okay, I'll accept Ooh. that. And friend one, friend two. Like, I'll accept yeah, it. Yeah, and so it's just like you know, there's a couple of friends. Like one friend I knew that kind of was, it was going to. And because we were, like, college friends, we were, like, really super cool back then. And, like, when we grew up, we kind of – our, I guess, habits and our outlooks on life changed and Mm -hmm. matured in different directions. 
And so which happens every day. Yeah, and so I took that really, really hard, especially because there was a guy involved on his end that kind of led to the end of our relationship as friends. Listen, friendships breaking up <coughs> are real ass heartbreak. Real. A lot of people downplay it because it's yeah. just a friend, but new no, uh, that is like real, real, real heartbreak, you, you real depression. To yeah, deal and cope because like at one point that person's like your shoulder to cry on. Yeah, right. like. These niggas, like, I was crying on your shoulder when yeah. these niggas were doing their bullshit. Yeah. And so, like, it, I took that really hard. And I think with that, the thing with friendships breaking up, I will say, is a little bit easier, is that it usually happens gradually. For me. Yeah, it's, I, I'd agree. For it's me, it's not like it an abrupt breakup. I've had some abrupt. But that's, remember? Really do some shit. I'm a black and white girl, yeah. Yeah, I'm a black and white. People think that, see, people have that in their mind that friendship breakups take time until they get a friend like me. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. And it's over. (laughs) It's over. You don't get to whittle me and my self-esteem down over time. It's Mm. over. It's done. Kaput. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I curse the day you were born. Oh, God. Okay, Charlotte. (laughs) Shout out to Charlotte. Um, For me, yeah, it's been, for the most part, D's men's. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can think of one instance with a company that I was once with that I was just recently vindicated. Someone uh, had told me some things. So things ended really, really, well, not really, really badly, but they didn't end on the best tone Mm -hmm. a few years ago with the company and myself. And and I found out recently someone uh, really apologized to me. Yeah. Um, And I was like, okay, but I have no interest in ever working with you all. Yeah. Ever. (laughs) So Again. with the time from the two years. Oh, the time definitely because I can talk about it now. Okay. You remember two years yeah. ago. <laughs> uh-huh. I can talk about it without wanting to put a, a hole in the mm-hmm. wall. But now I can talk about it freely, openly. Yeah. I have no hard feelings. I wish everybody the best. Like I said on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is going to be coming back. Yay. But you know, I know what I bring to the table is being black millennial trans educated i know that i have a voice and i know that if it's not valued in one space yes and i'm good (laughs) and i know that if it's not valued in one space it'll be valued in another i'll never lose my audience Mm -hmm. so and that's that and i'm confident in that and i think because i've always sat in that notion baby you ain't gonna shake me Mm. You ain't gonna sh- not, with, not without a check attached. You <laughs> it reminds me of that ah. one, that Oprah interview from back in the day where he's like, well, what if this doesn't work? She's like, well, I'll still be successful. Yep. Mm. Mood. Gone. Mood. There I know that is. my audience will be here. Mm-hmm. So let's move on. So my topic is asking for support. So... Shar and I are both on the Capricorn spectrum. What? When's your birth? Your birth? He's a April, Taurus. May? Earth sign. A- April. April. Yeah. Right. Taurus. Okay. Um, so I don't know much about signs at all, to be honest. But I know for me, especially, and we're all older siblings here mm-hmm. sitting at the couch. Um, we are kind of like the leaders of, a pa- of our pack with our siblings. And so for me, I never was really good at asking for help or support and a lot of times that kind of mm, ended up to not to say my demise but it made things more challenging the way they should be Mm -hmm. so has there been any specific situations um in recent years or they can remember that you could have used the support that you kind of knew going into it but you were kind of prideful or it wasn't your personality to kind of ask for the help that you needed yeah uh (laughs) I'm not one to ask for help 
too mm-hmm. often. Um, you know, being a Taurus, I guess the stubbornness comes in there. Um, the and candy burst jumps out. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of one of the reasons I don't ask for help as much is just the feeling that I get from accomplishing something on my own mm-hmm. is much greater. Um, and then two. I don't be trusting people to like do the job right, mm-hmm. you know, or right. if it's something that I need help or advice on, like, I'm not going to come to you, but I feel like you can't come up with a proper solution. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I don't need help, but it's just like, but you what, know what? what would I come to you for? You know what? People will surprise you. You're, that's true. And that's something I've had to learn over the years. You know what I'm saying? So I have to at least be open to the people that I know mm-hmm. want to help. My mm-hmm. loved ones, my friends, my family. Yes. They want to be there. So I have to give them the opportunity to do so. Yeah. And they don't know until you open up your mouth. And right. Yeah. Them. yeah. I got to say for me, um, this question really showed up in 2018 where, and Jace is even one of my people. Um, that if I'm speaking really candidly on the cat radio, do I have permission to do that? Okay. 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 (laughs) So despite Jace being my work husband and us working together for the past two years, I'm still at the end of the day, I didn't, I don't like asking anybody for anything. Um, except for my mom. She, my mom is the only person (laughs) and my dad always call mom and my dad. Honestly, Mm. they are the only two people that I feel comfortable asking for stuff and so uh this year has kind of forced me to step out of that comfort zone where i've had to go beyond my parents Mm -hmm. because my parents are in chicago i needed things here in los angeles and you know i really have to take this time to thank my friends and my associates and and my family because i would not have made it this far this year without them and i'm not even saying that being dramatic i'm saying that in the uh, with the utmost sincerity uh, so a, a cluster of months were so rough for me this year that I would not have been able to make it without my friends here in Los Angeles. Right. That's just the cold hard facts, Jack. Like mm-hmm. I would not be here talking to y'all without my friends and, and with Jace being one of them. Jace, you have showed up for me this year in ways that I didn't, I didn't think that we could get any closer and this year, <laughs> baby, <laughs> when I tell you Jace has been one of my main um, people just to kind of vent to and just just been, what is it, uh, the, the corner and the rock of stone. What, what was Whitney, Whitney talking about in The Preacher's Wife? Uh, but <laughs> but um, so, yeah, so I, that has not always been easy for me, though. In matter of fact, I've gotten 30 years without having to depend on other people mm-hmm. outside of college. You know, in college, we all kind of broke right. and depending on one another. Right. Like right, you right. buy my Subway it's sandwich. Communal. This Right. Yeah. It's very communal. You buy. I'm about to buy a pizza and we can split it. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it, girl. Type thing. $5 um, piata pizza. Yeah. But and you, it's even. It, and. That that you brought that up, like think about it, like it's easier to ask for help because in that instance, because it's like we all need it, but we now all that struggling. we're like, mm-hmm. like if Jakar, if we were all in school right now and this is homecoming week and right. you got your refund check and Jason and I did, I know that you're gonna take care of us we as could. friends, roommates, right. whatever, <laughs> and you know that we got you when when ours come in next mm-hmm. week. You know, it was that type thing. But out here in Los Angeles, there's this illusion that everybody's making it on their own, right. yes. and if and you also couple we're that, now, well more adult yes but if you couple that with 
the the sense of sharness that I already had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, asking people ex- ex- for help was like pulling teeth, pulling mm-hmm. teeth. Yeah, your own teeth for me, <laughs> honestly. And so, yeah. Um, damn it, I didn't forgot the question. Um, <laughs> well, the question was asking for support. Like, has there been a situation where you had to plenty, ask for support? plenty this year in particular? Yeah, this year, it, this year went beyond. Oh, girl, can I? Can you quick pay me twenty dollars till Friday? Mm-hmm. Which was typically like my LA thing. Like, girl, can I? Let me holler right. at fifty dollars, right. you know, till Friday, <laughs> till Thursday right. type thing. And this year was more just like I need a. And I had I also had a lot of people reaching out to me. I feel like a lot of my friends here could yeah. sense mm-hmm. that I had a lot going on that I wasn't saying anything about. So I had friends reach out to me like, bitch, let's go to lunch, you know, mm-hmm. or what you doing today? Let's let's just go to the mall. I had a lot of friends just getting me out the house mm-hmm. uh, this past summer which I, like I said I'm extremely grateful for you know I've been it's been quite the experience <laughs> but it's nice to know that it's there if I need it and Especially what's funny since you're not from here too right and what's funny about this question is I have I have never had an issue being that person for other people but I think that comes mm, with my personality absolutely. I'm a big Same. nurturer <laughs> I'll make you you know I'll make you a pot of gumbo and come over and we can watch Grey's Anatomy you can cry on my shoulder I'm showing up with the wine with the Tito's we can have a dance part like I'm that person for other people but I was resistant to that idea of having right. that person for me right. Right. because I'm that person mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I told Jakar that people will surprise you mm. because so there true. are people that showed up for me this year that if you would have asked me last year, I'm like, oh, no, if I'm going through something, I mean, that's my friend or whatever. But right. girl, I ain't calling them for nothing. Right. <laughs> and they, they've surprised Show me this up. year. Um, For me, um, two situations kind of come up to mind. Um, one, uh, I kind of touched upon before with breakups. Like, I was always, especially since I'm not – I'm not the most single person. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, people are like, nigga, another one. But like, that is, it still hurts. Honestly. Char. <laughs> Char. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I remember I did get to a point a couple of years ago where I was just like, I can't even confide in anybody because I'm so embarrassed that I'm hurt by this. And like, that sucked. And like, kind of like what Char touched on before is like, I'm always like the crying shoulder. I'm the oldest of four siblings. Like, I have How many friends. do you have, Jakar? Just one. Just one. So you're the oldest of one. I'm the oldest so of three. And you're the oldest of four. The oldest of four. And mm. so, um, yeah, like, it was just kind of a situation where, um, I mean, with the relationships part. And then also, I remember there was a time where I had somebody actually ask me or tell me, like, hey, if you ever need anything, um, like, holler at me. I'm like, all right, cool. And I remember maybe less than a year later, like, there was a time where I was broke as fuck. Mm-hmm. and I called that person and not only did that person like borderline yell at me and tell me no but then started telling other people that I asked them for money see that's mm. a fear and of mine so, that's that same is a fear that's of my, part of you cannot trust people mm-hmm. and I was they just throw like, that shit in your face and with then, the quickness and the funny thing is that they didn't even bring it uh, up you don't want to give me a chip but you asking me for $20 right, right. And the or they police part, it they mm-hmm. police it. You just asked me for twenty dollars, but now look at you. Oh, yeah. you you enraged tonight, right? Type thing like, damn it, give exactly. me the twenty dollars or not, <laughs> right? And <laughs> so like that was just like a very hurtful thing. And the and the funny part is because I actually brought it up to that person. Like, yeah, they told me. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And so like that definitely kind of hurt. And what was their dis- response when you called them out? Um, well, no, I didn't call them out. Oh. I, but when I talked to another friend gotcha. um, about what had happened, they're like, yeah, they already told me. 
Mm. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so I was just like, so that Now moment, listen, I talk a lot, but I'm not that girl. Right. <laughs> right. And so like that really discouraged me for a long time for asking for help because you don't want that shit thrown into your face. No. Yeah. And it got thrown in my face twice. Um, but yeah, those are probably like the main like two topics. I mean, there's there's definitely been this year. I had a friend because I remember there was a point where, I mean, we're fine now. Well, I'm fine-ish financially. Um, I can do better. But that was kind of like my uh, my friend I would call, and she would call me like, hey, let me borrow like 200 bucks until, you know, X, Y, Z. I'm like, all right, cool. Then like I would call maybe like six months later, like, hey, you know, money's tight. I had to yeah. pay this electric bill to like work at home. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had that relationship, and that was just kind of our bond. And so I think it's very important just to not, not necessarily call on everybody, but if you have select people yes. that you call on for help, like, because you can't be end up in the situations where all of a sudden your shit's all over the streets and the blogs. Mm-hmm. Right. I was talking about, well, someone's how I heard because mm-hmm. people talk. Oh, yes. Do. I'm and one so of them. So I just, just, <laughs> <laughs> just be selective um, with who you ask for support. Um, and also ask for support, too. And if they say, if they say no, don't take it to heart. Yeah. Yeah. There's always other people. Yeah. Yeah. You can figure it out. All right. Do we want to move on mm-hmm. to the KT Kudos? All right. Time for the Kiss and Tell Kudos. So, this week's KAT Kudos goes to a past guest on the episode, Miss um, Isis King. So, she was just um, honored. Um, by the um, All-Star Anniversary, the Supermodels Unlimited. So she got a big poster. She has this sassy, blonde, kind of like a um, mix between Drunken Love and like a Kim K wet bob. I love that. It's like mm. platinum. Yeah. And you know, she loves Storm. Mm-hmm. So it's good for her. Yeah, she's really good. So she looks out. So congrats to her. All right, Isis. We'll shout you out on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. Now, Jakar. Hey, hey. Jakisha. <laughs> so Jakar, I have to ask you, as someone that has been in Los Angeles just one year more than I have, and you were really? also he's been here for five, I've been here for four. Wow, I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> and you are you were raised in Atlanta, Georgia mm-hmm. and born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, what has if you could change anything about Los Angeles, what would it be? <laughs> just one thing just <laughs> oh god don't L- listen i too have a laundry uh, list uh i mean the traffic the traffic mm-hmm. the traffic this is, is a main thing what's your Cause, least cause favorite freeway me do we have to put them in a hierarchy they're all <laughs> crappy like they none Mine of them the ever seem great they're all crappy like mm-hmm. they all make me angry they all like it's it's not a good look. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating, especially if you have to pee. You have mm. to make sure that you literally use yeah. the restroom. Yeah. Like oh double God. check. Like I become <laughs> that I become that person where I parent myself as far as saying like, oh, I don't have to pee. Try anyway. Yeah. No, seriously, because real. baby. When I was driving Uber like full time, there were a lot of water bottles that you used. No, I would have to find re- gas stations, nasty ass, uh, infested mm. places just to pee. I peed outside of buildings. I peed like it was bad. Someone just got fired from Amazon for that. So for they're what? uh the pe- person's uh camera caught them. They delivered a package and then peed on the side of the house. Mm. I was like, they probably really, ha- you know, like Damn. if you're dropping off packages all day. I'm not making excuses for them, but and they they, they got ended toilet up in the back of that U-Haul <laughs> truck. They ended up taking it to the news, and that person lost their job. 
At least they're not in jail. What has been um what has been the highlight of your career thus far? Because you do you have your hands in a lot of different pots. Mm-hmm. So what's been like one highlight for you? Hmm. A highlight for me. Um I'll say a highlight for me was styling a web like a uh web series like all like that was like like that that was like that was like Mm -hmm. the biggest thing i did like on on my own like lead stylist or you're all by yourself yeah like i i did that shit that sounds stressful as hell on my own Mm -hmm. um because before whenever i would do projects like that i would be like assisting someone yeah so it was like so how do you even tap into that because if someone asked me to style something like how do you tap into because i imagine no one's giving you clothes so how do you get like selections for like if you're styling let's just say destiny's child (laughs) and you don't want to uh, pull out the sewing machine like Mama Tina. How yeah. do you get three different racks of clothes, like options for three different women to try on in their respective sizes? So, with that specific, um, with Destiny's Child, because it's Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I know are people are going to be throwing, throwing stuff clothes. at you, right. but at let's you, say right. this is Destiny's Child ninety-seven. You know, nineteen ninety-seven. I mean, it's really about like <laughs> little mix. Mm-hmm. You got Fifth be Harmony. <laughs> little mix. LMA. <laughs> right, let's do LMA. No, Jacquees. Oh, sure. <laughs> Is Jacquees a man okay. or a woman? <laughs> <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't. If you know the video, then you know the video. Let me stop, because that boy might be a guest one day. And then I'm going to have to intro him like that. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Mr. E. Jakar is red. (laughs) As a special guest on the cat radio today. So, yeah, let's say you're styling Jaquise. Where where do you even start with something like that as far as pulling options for him? Um, So... You go to showrooms. Like, I, I do PR as well. So, oh, so fashion, you got plugs. fashion PR. So, we have a showroom that stylists come to pull from just mm. for that specific thing as far as product placement for brands and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, having relationships with different um, PR showrooms, um, you know, having relationships with designers. Like, we all know somebody that makes clothing. We all yeah. know somebody. Very correct. You know what I mean? So I used to work on Project Runway. Shout I out know, to local you know, European 30-something people who work Slide in that person's DM. Hey, I have this project. Do you think you can, you know, let mm-hmm. me use a few pieces, yada, yada. You know, you know, sometimes, more so if you have, like, a budget, I guess you could, you know, shop and return things depending on where it is. Um, you, get, you just, you really have to be resourceful mm-hmm. for sure. I'm sure and you did a that whole damn conscious. web series. My God. Mm. I imagine it. I tell people, bring a few items. Bring four options from right. your own exactly. damn closet. That's the same <laughs> and I'll dress it up with this belt and scarf <laughs> and we can accessorize. Listen. So what's your end goal in L.A.? Do you plan on like staying in L.A.? I always have this conversation with transplants. Do you plan on st- – because when I first moved here, I think I've shared this story. When I first moved here, my first week here – I was with one of my friends from college who lives here, and we went to one of his friend's clothing boutiques Mm -hmm. who was a Los Angeles uh, native Mm -hmm. who was moving to Vegas. And she told me, she looked me dead in my face. This is my first week here. She said she gives me seven years tops. So I don't know what to make of that. I'm four years in. Then you're four years in, right? Okay. Yeah. Or not. You're almost five. 
I'll be five in June, so I'm not almost five. Oh, okay, I'm four years in. Um, but that is what she – I will never forget that. I think I journaled about that. Wow. So what is your end goal? Do you plan on staying in Los Angeles? Like, do you plan on being in a rocking chair out here? Oh, like, God. what – I mean, you know, to live and die in L.A. <laughs> I, would lo- I would love to be bi-coastal between here and New York, especially Ooh, because yes. of, you know, my line of work. And the like cute New brownstone. York, New York is, like, where I should absolutely be. Mm-hmm. You used to live there, too, right? Um, yeah. I used mm. to live there, um, and I just I just love New York in general. You know yeah. the culture, the city, everything about the it. The pacing. I feel yeah. like I'd really the enjoy the pacing. Oh, for sure. The boots. For sure. The earth tones. All of it. The burgundy all lips. Mm-hmm. All of it. I definitely want to be by coastal between LA and New York. I really can't see myself just staying. What's in your end LA. goal with your career? Um, I it's end goal with my career. I definitely want to get into more creative directing. Mm. Um. Like film, or movie. whether it be for publications or film, or um, with maybe with like a music artist being their creative creative director. You know, mm-hmm. I really like the idea of you know someone coming to you with like a vision, and you know we can be like we can come with the most fantastical visions, like mm-hmm. oh I want this and that and that and that, mm-hmm. um, and just really having the power to make all of it come to fruition mm-hmm. you know that's what i want to do absolutely that's dope yeah. that's dope what's your style like are you like more of like a hobo chic are you more <laughs> of like a boy if you don't a kanye oh we don't say that name on this mm. show anymore what's his i forgot his line yeezy um I, we call him north's daddy north's daddy <laughs> Teal Kim's uh, husband. Teal sneakers and metallic uh, tights. We don't say his name. And pink hair. Uh, What's I think your style? My personal style is kind of a casual chic. You mm-hmm. know, I don't try. What to are your thoughts I on athleisure? I don't try to. I love athleisure. Okay. I love, what is I love, athleisure? I love being Fashion Nova. No, athleisure is like joggers. Like sporty shit. Oh like yeah. Charade. September, spring, summer. Right. <laughs> like joggers <laughs> with like a loafer. Yeah, it's like dressy, like athleisure, like you're wearing athletic gear, but oh. it's leisure gear, but it can, it translates well outside. Like I love women in athleisure. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. an athleisure and heels type girl, Ooh. but I've seen a lot of fashion people like, oh my God, death to athleisure, bring the glam back into fashion. But I think athleisure can be glamorous depending mm. on how you do it up. It's I very d- comfortable. And your makeup. I'm I tired do, of jeans and leggings. I do miss the glam in fashion. I guess it depends on who it is that we want to see. Yeah. Like I feel like as far as celebrities, I don't see a lot of glam. Oh, and there no. There needs to be much more, especially with these huge celebrities. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll be walking around looking super Wouldn't you average. agree that there's a time and a place <laughs> for everything? I'm not saying athleisure for everything. Oh, for sure. But I love it for my day-to-day. Yeah. I don't like, like, my chair at work is not comfortable. I need a butt pillow. <laughs> and I'm tired of jeans. I've gained a little weight, and all of my clothes are fitted. They're body suits and skinny jeans and... And I just, I feel uncomfortable. Like I'm busting out, like I'm wearing a jacket with everything. (laughs) So I need to lose weight or it would just be much easier to get a whole bunch of black potato sacks and just throw them on my body and and go to work. You know, just one of those things. It's like a frock. Black potato sacks. It's like like one of those frocks. You know, you just reach in your closet and throw it on. Then put some leggings on and walk out the house with some heels. And a messy top knot and a red lip. 
I feel like everywhere girl in LA wears that. Yeah. Well, that athleisure is popular here. People will wear Mm -hmm. athleisure with a full, not even athleisure, Lulu, full on Lululemon, leggings, pants, and yoga yoga pants (laughs) with a full face of makeup and a fitted cap on. Especially at Runyon. Um, so it's time to talk about sex, baby. So I have a couple <laughs> questions um, for our guest, Jakar, over here. I'm going to oh, ask Uh-oh. eight questions. I don't know what these are, by the way. So <laughs> no, she don't. <laughs> Good she luck. Has, she has not been uh, pre-warned. So the first question is, and also answer as quickly as possible. Alrighty. Yes. As quickly no as ums. possible. No ums. Whatever comes to the, your mind first. First. Okay. So question number one. What's the dirtiest thought you've ever had about a total stranger? The dirtiest thought. You heard me. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, just, like, sex. Like, I can, and and I hate doing it, but totally, like, sexualizing a person. Just like, oh, I just want to take you and do X, Y, Z. And in this bed and do this position. And just, like. Fold me up like a pretzel. Like, just all mm. sorts of things with someone that I've literally had my eyes on for, like, three seconds. Mm. Amen. Do you prefer sex at night, in the morning, mid-afternoon, or now? When, Whenever. Okay. <laughs> that means now. Um, what's your favorite way to be seduced? Feed me. Oh. <laughs> what's the dirtiest fantasy you've had at work? Doing it at work. Mm cameras um how would you dominate your boss sexually if you're given the chance gross (laughs) (laughs) what uh do you do when you get horny in public try to think about something else Hmm. have you ever masturbated in a public bathroom no i have not gross those videos online what's the weirdest thing you thought about about touching while you're touching yourself probably like some errand that I was supposed to be doing instead. Mm. That's the last one. That's eight. Thank you. You're very quick. <laughs> Thank you. I think You're the worst thing sport. I thought about was like my ancestors looking at me. I've seen I've seen tweets about like that. great 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 Auntie June. Have you ever looked <laughs> Have you ever looked up and and seen the glare of a pet yeah. staring at you, judging you? Yeah. It always seems like pets are judging you if pets. if they happen to be in the room for anything. My pets. R I P Tito. My pets were uh, my roommates. When I was growing up, mm. like that's where my mom kept the little, you know, cages for the Shih Tzus because they weren't allowed all over the house all damn day. Like that's right. where they had to sleep. My mom didn't want them on the beds and stuff. And I had a cat as well. And when I would sneak and have boys over, <laughs> Your pets it would, would be like, you? yes, because oh. they'd be like sleep. And then, of course, the the dogs, I remember the dogs would stand up. Because there would be a new pre- and get to wagging their tails. They were such attention Ooh, horse. And new then, tray. Right. <laughs> and then the cat, my baby, my cat. The, all of my pets are deceased. Rest in peace, babies. But my cat, they all had three distinct personalities. My cat would be in total judgment, like back turned to me, looking over. Cats and I'm just, judgy. I'm going to town, baby. When <gasps> I'm Ooh, you so fast. <laughs> so this was, this was high school, Char. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah, I've already told my mom these stories. I'd hide the guys. You told your mother this? <laughs> I, I told her that I used to hide boys behind the dryer okay, if I, I heard her coming down the, the steps. The dryer? Yes. I'd put them, space? I'd put them in, yeah, I'd put them in the laundry room. The lights were out and I'd hide them behind, they'd be behind the dryer. That and if I amazing. heard her coming, like, you know, to check yeah. on me, like if she heard like, what's, what you go, what's going on in here? I'm like, so just cute. watching HBO, girl. <laughs> All right, I'm going back to bed. Okay, and they'd be 
it'd be boxers and stuff. I have some stories. Oh, clearly, I have lived, darling. But uh, yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Jakar. Let's get thank into the you. kudos really quickly. Do we already do it? Yeah, sure. Oh yeah, ISIS. ISIS. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> my mind's all over the place. It's been a long Wednesday. I'm missing uh AHS and Star and Greenland. AHS. Oh my gosh. <gasps> yeah. You know that we were recording on Tuesdays, and now yeah. we're back to our orig- originally scheduled programming <laughs> on Wednesdays. Thank God. Um, thanks, Jakar, Thank for joining you. us. Thank mm-hmm. you. Be sure, you guys listening, be sure to uh, jump in on the hashtag KAT Radio. Be sure, be sure, be sure, be sure to rate and subscribe and tell a friend. And Send it to your mama, your auntie. Yeah, uncle. It's enough moms and aunties listening. Did I tell you guys someone at church, my home church, came up to me and was like, thank God you're on the podcast. I'm like, whoa. Like, uh, step Kiss and tell is odd because people have been walking through our trauma week by week. We're very <laughs> transparent on this show. Right. It's literally like a diary, like a like a yeah. oral diary, and people have the opportunity. Like, you forget. Every time someone tells me that they listen to the show in person, mm-hmm. like when they walk up to me like, I listen to Kiss and Tell, it's kind of like, like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know more about me than you should, sis. <laughs> Um, because you get comfortable behind these mics and there's no cameras in your face and right. you get to just mm-hmm. talk. And like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to regret sharing that story about my pets watching me do <laughs> back in, in the day, back in the day. Dryers. Listen, I live in my truth. No one will ever be able to threaten me with my truth hey. because I live unapologetically in it. Hey, I've already told the story. Now, what do we do <laughs> now? Now what? <laughs> what's wrong with now that? what's the next step? <laughs> All right, guys, we've kept you for God knows how long we will chat next week. Bye bye. Toodles. I love us for real. I forgot to say that last week. Saying it this week. I love us for real. Talk to y'all next Friday. Bye.